In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Hey! It's Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit? You need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is going to, I don't know, roll your ass! Guess who's back, 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 back again. Hey, welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit. The only wrestling podcast on the planet that disappears without a voice for almost a week and then just comes back and pretends like nothing happened. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. Starting off, District Attorney Vince Cafe. What's going on, man? How are you? You do realize how much you utterly failed at pretending nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not good at that. Yeah, you completely failed at that by mentioning it before anybody else is on the podcast at all. Yep. Yeah. Hey, things. you look groomed, though. I, I am groomed. I groomed. Yeah. Um, it's, it's finally warm enough here most of the time. Uh, that the big beard is starting was starting to get a little warm, you know, a, a, a little a little too much face warmth. So so I went down to this beard. Um, but I I'm feel still like I'm the scraggly fuck tonight. I'm we, I'm still scraggly here guy. though, like oh I'm well, still yeah. Sc- yeah, scraggly up there. Yeah, I mean, it. Also joining us from up north, JLB. What's going on, man? How are you? Goes good, good sir. Beard is finally coming back ish. It's not growing as it used to. Getting yeah. older sucks. Like fuck yeah. you guys and your long beards. That right? Like, yeah. You feel that color? <laughs> yeah. That's what's coming. That, that, that's the other thing is is getting down to this length and uh, dying the, it. The, I didn't dye it, but the color oh, is just shit. like. I guarantee you I didn't. Uh, I, I don't have the fucking energy to dye my beard. Fuck that. More right? like you're a but, cheap fuck, but sure. Yeah, well, there's that too. <laughs> but like the color is is a lot harder to see because it's so much shorter. Anyways, um, but it's or, there. It's still there. Or the lacking color items. Yeah, but if, if you see me in person, you'll see there's still plenty of gray in my beard. Um, this, this camera just can't quite pick it up, but, uh, yeah, no, no, we're going to actually address that particular elephant in the room and talk about why we weren't here a bit. Uh, not, not to get into too much details, but, uh, DA Fave had, had a hell of a work week, uh, and, and needed some time to recoup from that. Uh, I personally, uh, was dealing with the worst allergies attack that I've had in my life, basically. Dust Bowl, baby. And yeah, we're living in the Dust Bowl here in Nebraska. And um, because of that, I had to try taking a different medication than I normally do. And uh, I was fucking out. Like, I was useless after like 7 o'clock p.m. Oh, um, that's weird. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, <laughs> hopefully I'm that's not what she said. I, I'm useless a lot of the time, but I was especially useless after that point. Uh, hello to Ambrosia. Hi. Following us from Facebook. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, but yeah, and, and JLB had stuff going on in his life, which I have not received an update as to to whether 
whether uh, the stuff that he mentioned actually happened or not. Happened today, actually. Happened today. I uh, I am sorry to hear oh. about it, but... You know. But I'm here, guys. Talk to better and bigger things because yes. wrestling happened this week. <laughs> yes, we did have wrestling that continued without. That continued um, regardless of our, you know, allergies or personal matters. Hello to oh. Jocelyn as well. We're getting we're getting some followers here today. Hello, hello, welcome. <laughs> we're here to talk professional wrestling. And uh, we have woman followers. And, and yeah, <laughs> bo both of those people. Hey, don't um, be assuming the genders. They'll tell uh, us. No, yeah, you're correct. Oh, I mean, that's I will, valid. I will, that's, that is valid. Um, uh, so, but, you know, it, it is still a little surprising here. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but so, yeah, we had, we had a lot of wrestling, uh, you know, this week, as always, right? Fun stuff happened on most of the shows. Um, uh, I'm I'm excited for Dynamite this week. I'm I'm excited for uh, finally getting to see Dan Housen wrestle on AEW TV. He's been cleared. He wrestled a show tonight for Glory Pro, uh, teaming with Dan the Dad. Going to happen Wednesday? Wrestle though. Uh, he said fight. So you're correct there. He said <laughs> you will fight Dan Housen, and then. And then when Hook stared him back down, he he's like, um, "Let me take." He this just ate his chips. <laughs> and I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, but. I'm excited to see him wrestle, though. I hope it ends up being a wrestling match because dude's entertaining as fuck. I really want to see him in the ring. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch indie shit because I don't get. I don't end up liking it just because it's indie shit. Unfortunately, I have that little shallow part about me. And I'm watching wrestling events um, where I need the great production. So hopefully, I hopefully he does end up wrestling on Wednesday because that mm -hmm. would be fun. I feel with all the stuff you've told me at least. Yeah. So like, like I said, he he was cleared to wrestle. He wrestled an actual match at Glory Pro that today just got over like a couple hours ago, um, and he teamed with Dan the Dad. Oh, nice. Um, as I think, well, what did they call their their team name? The Interdimensional Mega Powers. Um, and I love Dan the dad. I would love to see, uh, uh, Dan the dad and, uh, howdy out to you in Twitch land. Um, Facebook, Twitch, damn. Yeah. But I, I, um, I would love to see Dan the dad in AEW. Uh, I understand his gimmick is a little bit harder to, uh, to work into to the AEW uh, thing, dude, but... you wrote it though. I did. He needs to be the Dark Order dad. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, but so I'm excited to see see him. I'm excited uh, for the the big manly men sm smacking meat uh, between Warlow <laughs> and and Lance Archer. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they might do a whole. Because recently they've been doing these DQ finishes uh, on AEW, and I'm kind of scared they're going that WWE route as well. Um, Re you, you say recently they've been doing DQ finishes. They've done two total DQ finishes in three years and one count out. No, 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 but I'm saying there was something that happened. Uh, there was a count out this last week. There was a count out, yes, exactly. Yes. They've done. Yeah. yeah. Travesty! 
Oh my goodness! In three years of existence, they've done three. I just, I, I just, I just hope they don't. Three non-endings. Uh, I will also point out that one of those DQs and the countout both were MJF versus Sean Dean. Yeah. Um, so it's the same people for both of those, and that's part of the storyline. I, I do not think no. we yet have to worry about that. Okay, uh, I'm hope so. I'm hoping so too. Because uh, I mean, look, I'm not giving them slack for it per se. It's just all of my especially from WWE, <laughs> especially since they actively acknowledged it on the air. Right when the DQ finish happened, they said, "This is the not the DQ, the count. This is the first count out in AEW history." Right, that means they're consciously aware of what's going on, and. Yeah. And WWE can't tell you when the last count or when the last time they had a show without with all clean finishers was. Yeah, I did. have they had one in the last two years? I, I would, uh, if I had more time in the day, I would go through the cage match history and and see if and in just their televised shows if they've had a single show with that in the last year finishes. that has had all clean finishes. I. I would be doubtful that they even have one in the entire last year. Now that you have to count, distraction is clean. Yes, distraction roll, is clean. And the crap roll-up counter is clean. Yep, all of, all of those are clean. The only things that I consider not clean would be uh, countouts or cues of some sorts. Um, uh, e- even even a a. Uh, distracted ref heel hits you know inter- interference still is a clean yeah. victory as long as it um ends in a one two three that's what it comes down to one two three or tap out yep oh yeah so anyway some big news this week yeah lots of big news big news big news but the biggest of the big is a big announcement from aw owner Tony Khan. Of I'm the... going to make one fault on that okay. before we okay. announce the big news that is actually good big news. Okay. I'm a little before... tired of big announcements being announced before the big announcement. I, you know, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's it's become a trope. Um, again, I I I really do feel that this is Tony Khan's end run around uh, Warner's desire to not have surprises, right? Uh, TBS and TNT reportedly had talked to him at one point that he, they didn't like surprise debuts and stuff because when you have a surprise debut, they can't pre-advertise it and capitalize on it. You don't get the ratings bump for it. Right. Right. You do and the next week, though. Yeah, you do it. the next week, but you don't that week. And the TV channels are all about that week's ratings. And so Tony Khan started. It, it goes way back to over a year ago with CM Punk where mm. he made vague vague reference to cm punk coming he made announcements that that it's going to be a big show and we've got surprises and he can had, you make a war little shirts with yeah like... can you make a war shirts and and darby allen said i don't care if you think you're the best in the world they did all of this stuff to announce that cm punk was going to be there without announcing it so they got the best of both worlds and i think tony khan has latched onto that and that this is his whole thing. Now he makes an announcement that there will be a big announcement so that um, TBS and, and TNT are happy with that they get the 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 boost in ratings because people tune in to see this big announcement. 
but there and, has been a couple of these that weren't as big as he made them out to be. One of these. Yeah, th- uh, there's always going to be that. But but here's the deal. is in the but end. Don't lights out me. Don't lights out me. And then give me a fucking basketball player who you signed like six months that, before. Yeah, and... well, and that and that Tony has owned up to that. He said the uh, the lights out uh, for it wasn't actually his idea; it was someone else's idea. Um, and, and he went; it was a veteran, and he went along with it uh, despite him thinking that it, you know. And he he said, "Listen, in the end, the buck stops with me. I'm the one who gave the go ahead, so it's still my fault." Right. Um, but I understand. That lights out only works really well when when it's a, like a known Cesaro. a known someone uh, right. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't even have to be Bray Wyatt or Cesaro. It it could be someone that you've already you know. It could be Matt Hardy shows up, but it's got to be someone that we know. And and the problem with Satnam Singh is uh, uh, for the most part we don't know him. Um, even if you were a basketball fan, you really might not know him because he only played like <laughs> right like two, two seasons years, or two seasons yeah. in in. Yeah. Uh, he in was drafted. Mavericks. Well, he was drafted to the Mavericks, but I don't even know if he ever actually played for the Mavericks. I think he oh. played for their their. Uh, I don't know what they call it in, in NBA, their, their farm league or whatever it is. Um, there, he he's stupid tall. He actually signed a, a, with the Performance stupid Center tall. for WWE um, first. And he was there for about a year before he got cut, and then oh, um, AEW signed him. And so but he's they been training. Omos, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, but so he's been training in uh, a performance center or someplace since like 2017. Um, so the the fact that he's been training that long at least makes me hopeful that hmm. that he. And here's the deal: when he came out at Battle of the Belts. Uh, they did it a lot better. They had uh, Jay Lethal and, and um, I can't remember who's the other one. Easily, no, uh, it was it was no the other Jay Lethal guy. No, it... God, no, I... either way. Anyways, came out and then he came out behind, and they basically introduced him as their muscle, right? And they said, "Go get him!" And then he went in and and attacked, and that's Got the him. better way to do it. Right. Um, so Definitely. anyway, on right. to the actual big those. announcement. But the yes, actual big announcement this week was not uh, Satnam Singh. No, no. It was, um, it was, was a disappointment of the week. In, in fact, I actually really liked the way they did the announcement. I got to be honest with you. Be- Adam Cole coming out and ruining it. Yeah, Adam Cole ruining it. So you had Tony Khan and you had, I can't remember his name, but the, the CEO of of new japan. Uh, new japan standing there ready to make the big announcement and then the screen lights up and adam cole cuts him off and says you know i'm gonna i'm gonna cut to the chase i'm gonna tell you the big announcement is is a, a cross-branded show between new japan and and AEW, gonna be called forbidden door and to help me with that announcement i called in a friend and then out came switchblade jay white who took the mic and delivered a little bit of a promo um and that's the, the here's the deal is i I don't want to undersell how big of a deal it is to have a dual branded show, right? I think it would have been even cooler if they would have worked impact into it, like Ed said before, and had a tri-branded show, but even a dual branded mm-hmm. show. It has been decades since we had a, a real crossover show of the big ones. You know what I mean? I mean, WCW did some crossovers with New Japan. Uh, yeah, and they fucked them off. 
well, yeah, and a and and Impact uh, had a partnership with New Japan, and then uh, made Kenny Omega into a Cato uh, ripoff, and fucked it off. So, um, but uh, but this this has a potential to be a really big deal. It it has a potential for us to uh, make an entire uh, FBI about fantasy booking what matches we would have at that show. Like, it could be an entire episode of the FBI. It does. Um, of us. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> uh, just fantasy booking what... Because there are so many matches that I would love to see out of that. You know, um, AEW wrestlers wrestling against New Japan wrestlers, former New Japan wrestlers uh, who now wrestle for AEW going against their mentors in New Japan. And then even some ones that, like, like Danhausen, as far as I know, never wrestled in uh, New Japan. As far as I know. I can check. He might have done one or two shows here or there, but I, as far as I know, he didn't. Um, have it, having him wrestle against, like, Toro Yanu would be a ton of fun. Um, I can agree with that. You know, so, so there, there's a lot of great matches that we'd love to see. Um, we're not sure... Reports <laughs> reports are uncertain as to whether Kenny Omega will be back from his injuries by then. I feel um, like he'll be there though, regardless. Yeah, he's... I think he'll be a presence, but whether he wrestles is the big right. thing. Right. Uh just because I Or I mean if he does wrestle, he's not gonna do much in the match, but he'll be part of the match. And I think that's even enough technically. Yeah. To do I, that. I with the way his injuries uh were if he's not cleared to wrestle, he's not cleared to wrestle. He won't be a part of a match. Um, and so if he's cleared to wrestle, this is Kenny Omega we're talking about. If he's cleared, he's putting on a full match, right? That's right. just the way he fucking is. He, he, right. Go, he, he doesn't, goes hard. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't half anything. Um, right. And, I mean, the simple fact is, if they, if they do get him back in time, the story um, of, of him versus Kota Ibushi writes itself right that's the match i think they would definitely book for that if he's Absolutely. back um but like you know who do you put against okada do you put hangman versus okada champion versus champion um do you put uh do you put hangman versus uh jay white instead that makes a lot of sense to me that would be fun um, so i mean there's a lot of options but but that's a it's a big thing, and the interesting thing is that they're doing it in Chicago, uh, because I I just really think AEW should just like I know I know the Jaguars are located in in uh, Jacksonville, and that's where the Khan family has their base and everything. But I think AEW should just relocate its base of operations to Chicago. Yeah, they do like uh, everything there. <laughs> all of their big shows are in Chicago. Right. Um, because I think they've still got all out planned for Chicago later this year as well. Wow. So they're going to do their crossover show and all out in Chicago within months of each other. Mm. Chicago's Maybe a bit too tells... far of a drive for me, but you know. Well, and Florida isn't? Florida, I'd have to fly. But uh, Chicago, Chicago, it would be almost as long to fly there as it is to drive there. Just with when you add in going to the airport, checking in, waiting for your gate, yada yada yada, so on and so forth. But it's still it it would be a solid like 
full fucking day of driving. Oh, Jesus. Um, uh, well, uh, I think for me, Chicago is not that bad. If you guys would be a fucking trip. Chicago is not horrible for us. Not not super horrible, but I mean, it's still. Uh, yeah. do, do, do. Omaha to Chicago. And not, not in terms of flights. Don't want to do flights. I want to do driving. Uh, seven hours from me. So, uh,. DA Fame would add another two Chicago. hours or so. Mm. So it'd be a nine hour or so. We can just drive it though. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a drive. That's, that's the advantage you really have is that you can fly just about anywhere that we can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could drive it. It would just be a fucking drive. It would be, I mean, go through, you know. <laughs> we, could, we could visit Davenport, Iowa on the way through. Oh. Home of one Colby Lang. Mm-hmm. Colby Lopez, yep. Or Lopez, Lopez, not yep. Lang. Colby Lang is a uh, pop star, maybe. I want to say country, maybe. I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to music anymore. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it would, it would be it would be a, a quite a drive. Not entirely undoable were I to have the financial resources, you know, to take a day off. Well, it'd have to be two days off from work to drive out there, go to a show, and then drive back the next day, you know, um, or longer. Uh, but it wouldn't be undoable. Um, Are you talking about for the new Japan or the old out? Either of them. Either of them. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's just as likely for one as it is the other right now. Right. Um, yeah, I haven't been in a wrestling show since before COVID. So if I'm going to do a wrestling show, I I feel like I have to do an AEW one. Aside aside from Zello Pro, which was post-COVID. We um, haven't either. Our first one's going to be coming up here. Zello Pro was COVID. Yeah, it was post-COVID. It was was post-ish. Present COVID. COVID. (laughs) Yeah. It was was, uh, in between peaks. Let's say it that way. Um, But prior to that, in fact, actually, in my Facebook memories, it came up. Uh, just the other day was three years since uh, DFA and I went to a SmackDown in Lincoln. Yeah. So where this little this little show was conceived, pretty much, we stood out in a parking garage afterwards talking about how much we should just actually record us talking about professional wrestling, and, and <laughs> we got yeah. you know Jocelyn and Ambrosia and mm-hmm. some dude that says howdy. Howdy how maybe it's Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Is he still on South Park? I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you the last time I watched a new South Park episode. Ooh. No. That's fair. Smarts your age is showing, slow it down, bud. <laughs> I, I mean I mean his age is showing. I well no my age is showing when I remember say I remember watching the uh pilot for South Park uh on online on like YouTube uh, the um it, it was not the one that aired as the actual show it was the one they did as as an animation for uh company Christmas party that was um kind of the the genesis of 
South Park. I remember watching that on streaming before they even had a show. I feel like YouTube wasn't even a thing yet. Um, it was early. Um, it might not have been YouTube, but it was one of those streaming sites. Um, because YouTube was like two thousand two, three, four, two. <laughs> feel like it was after high school. So two thousand six. Where's the Wikipedia? There we go. South Park. Wikipedia. Maybe not two thousand six. Like two thousand four. Parkopedia. Harkopedia. I was going down to Georgia looking for animated short film called The Spirit of Christmas. Um, The short became one of the first internet viral videos leading South Park's production. This right here. This is what you do when your hashtags still not sponsored. (laughs) It looks like that was 90... 97 when that happened like 1997 yes not 1897 or 2097 hey listen i i already uh had had some millennial once uh refer to me as born in the born in the 1900s and it hurt me um (laughs) and so i i don't need to hear that again Nope, 1995 was when the first one, The Spirit of Christmas. I, was uh, say, I thought I was still in high school. So. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying, man. Like, South Park was pretty... Long, long I'm trying to figure out what website shared it, but it doesn't say on the Wikipedia page. It wasn't a website. It might have been... It had to... If any website it was, it would have been like E-Bombs World. It, it was something like that, but I don't know which yeah. one it was. It just doesn't say. Where Flash was still a thing. Or Flash was just starting, technically. Now the Flash player is dead. Flash. 25 years later. Uh, that was still a thing. <laughs> they yeah. saved everyone else. Anywho's. Um, but yeah, no, the, the New Japan show is something big to talk about. Um, and it's gonna be huge. It's gonna oh huge. It's gonna be huge. 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 It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. Let me um, tell you about it. Um, will it, will it uh, do you think we get the rematch or oh, no we don't because Mox already has a match for that does he oh yeah uh, someone called him out no Kibushi I think uh, I can't remember who exactly called him out uh, I know Kenta has made hints about a match maybe it was Kenta um, there I don't know if there's anything beneficial yet announced for it but we'll, we'll see something I mean it <laughs> Excuse me. So, guys, are we seeing Will Ospreay? Is that <coughs> what is going to happen? Even though he's Most an NJPW strong? Okay. I would bet money we see Ospreay at it because uh, he's still one of their biggest stars. Um, who he'll wrestle, it could be interesting. I mean, we could see Ospreay versus Hangman. I mean, that would be a heck of a match. Or it would be kind of fun to see Ospreay versus one of the up-and-comers in AEW. Someone like a a uh, hmm. uh, Dante Martin, maybe. That's where I was going to go, Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sad news for the Martin brothers, top flight, is uh, Darius Martin is out again. Um, he he states it's a non wrestling related medical uh, thing. So who knows? That to me, 
sounds like some sort of disease um, that's going to take him out for a while, so some sort of syndrome, but who knows. Uh, he he did, however, state that it wasn't wrestling-related, but he's going to be out for a while, so he just comes back, and now he's going to miss more time. That's sad. Jesus. Uh, but uh, Dante held his own for a long time, um, and so I can imagine him just going back to the singles. Uh, and, I mean, the dude can fly. He literally, some of the stuff he does just blows my mind. So he'll be fine as long as he stays healthy. But, um, but yeah, Osprey versus Dante Martin. Would be would be a hell of a match. Osprey versus uh, someone like uh, Sammy Guevara would be fun, but um, even Jay Lethal that could be a good time too. Yeah, I could nope. I could I could see DFA bristle when you said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not gonna acknowledge it. It was like it was like I was watching a hedgehog and his, and his back bristles kind of went. Anyways. Um, but no, there are lots of fun ways they could go with it. And so I'm excited to see what they do. The reports have that it's that as of right now, the plan is going to be all, almost all, if not all of the matches are going to be AEW versus New Japan in some way. It's not going to be just like exhibition matches, New Japan match, AEW match, New Japan match, AEW match. You know what I mean? Um, it's going to be all, all mixed matches, which is exciting it also is one of those things that you just kind of watch and you go, man, this is going to put Tony Khan to the test in terms of booking, right? Right. Because yeah. he's got to book this in a way that makes AEW look great, but also makes New Japan look great, at least enough that they don't say, nope, we're done with this. We're never going to do it again. You know what I mean? Right. Which is, which is what happened with WCW and and wwe every time they did things and and impact whenever they did things is they got so concerned with themselves looking good that they made new japan look bad and uh then new japan said fuck off i'm not gonna do this again and so you gotta make new japan look good as well you gotta make yours look kind of like equals um because you're you know aw is getting the rub from New Japan in Japan from this, and Japan's getting the rub from AEW in America from this. So it's, it's got to work out for both of them. Um, but, you know, there's a ton of fun matches that I can see from that. Um, but we also had great other matches for, for AEW just uh, through this. Like I said, I'm excited for the Wardlow-Lance Archer match um, just because it's, it's, it's going to be big men throwing each other around. Um, I, I 100% uh, predict that Wardlow is going to win in some way because that's the way the storyline goes is he continues to win improbably until he finally gets his hands on MJF and, and has a chance to win his freedom. You know what I mean? Um, that's just the, uh, the way you basically have to do this. Um, but uh, but it still should be a lot of fun because they, they don't have a ton of big men um, to fight. That's probably my biggest worry with Satnam Singh, to be perfectly honest, is, he, I mean, yeah, he looks absolutely ginormous because uh, he's up against a bunch of vanilla midgets. Um, 
but what does this do to the the AEW product going forward? Correct. Is this is this? I mean, be- even Gresham versus uh, that dude uh, on uh, Battle of the Belts, great match. But oh my god, we definitely got to see. I'm pretty sure everyone that day literally went to go check what the hell is going on here, and then realized that Gresham is only five three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, fuck, it looked weird. Yep. Great match, but it looked weird. Speaking <laughs> of hilarious size differences, oh, did you guys get the video I sent you of? Uh, oh yeah, of... Marco. Was that Marco? I'm pretty sure that was Marco. Uh I thought it was a young lady, a young lady wrestler. I think like... I I I'll have to look at it again because I think it was which Marco. video? When did you send uh, this video? Matt Cardona. Um, he said it. Matt Cardona said that a uh, a fan. <laughs> rushed the stage a fan illegally jumped the guardrail last night at ai and assaulted me and assaulted me i'm pressing charges um yeah i couldn't tell who the fuck that was though. he was gonna power bomb whomever it was and they hit him with a hurricane runner the the comment of that's not a fan that's adam cole mm-hmm. i about died oh yeah that does look like Marco stunt. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's Marco, but I'm not sure. Well, I mean, there's no way a fan would have done that. No, no, it, it definitely wasn't a fan, but no. Um, <laughs> but I think it was Marco stunt. But I, you know, like that video is not super super clear, one way or another. But yeah, whoever it was is tiny even compared to. You know, Matt Cardona. Um, And so, but that's the deal. Satnam Singh is going to make even even some of the biggest people in AEW are going to look tiny compared to Satnam Singh. I mean, Satnam Singh is tall enough. He made some people in WWE look small. You know, I want to say, let's see what his build height is. I think it's 6'3", no? Uh, 7'3". 7'2", yes. Uh, according to to his uh, profile at the NBA, it was seven two. So uh, less. I mean, I'm I'm willing to bet that when uh, uh, if he were to ever show up on WWE TV, they'd call him seven foot nine because um, <laughs> that's what they do. Um, He's bigger than the Undertaker. But but you know he just comes out and i mean even the biggest guy even even wardlow is going to look tiny compared to satnam singh and so the problem is does has this popped the cork on aw starting to bring in the bigger guys and eventually uh I mean, becoming, the WWE, right? yeah land of the giants um the bloody WWE. where the bigger boys play and <laughs> i i worry a little bit about that but i do want to point out the few people out there that i've seen Talking about the uh, New Japan show uh, in a bad light, saying, "Oh, it's it, this. What this isn't going to bring the casual fan in. This is this is crap. Whatever. This isn't a big deal. This is a this is whatever." Anyways, they they all seem to be the same people who were raving about how big of a deal it was that Mickey James was in the Royal Rumble, um, and I'm not trying to belittle. Mickey James in the Royal Rumble representing another wrestling company in the Royal Rumble. That was a big deal. 
Uh, but this is a bigger deal. This is the number two wrestling company in America pairing with the number one wrestling company in Japan to put on a major match. Now, you know my, my thoughts on the idea of casual wrestling fans because that's their big thing. They're like, this isn't going to bring in the casual wrestling fans. Holy shit, bro. I, How many Oreos do you have? I'm so jealous. Uh, they they come in a big old box, and so there's lots of them. One oh. serving? Yeah. Oh, lovely. One serving is a bag, lovely. right? <laughs> it's the thins. They're thinner. Therefore, oh, they're, thinner. they're healthier. More in the box. They're, healthier. they're healthier, yeah. <laughs> um, but the simple fact is, this is every bit as big, if not bigger, in my book. Um, I don't think there's a, such a thing as a casual wrestling fan. I said it before, there's invested wrestling fans and there's non-invested wrestling fans. No one flips around wrestling. Oh, oops, there's wrestling on. There's wrestling on. Maybe I'll just watch it um, <clears throat> on a regular basis, right? Um you either are invested and you specifically tune it on um, or you're not invested and you flip by it and then you flip away. And I don't think that's what I'd call a casual wrestling fan. I would call that non-invested. I, I would call that just a person, you know, flipping channels. And yes, it's important to try to win them over. But the thing is, you don't win them over with names they recognize. You win them over with excitement, right? I didn't start watching wrestling in the early days of my my fandom because I saw someone I recognized. I started watching wrestling because I saw a match that made me excited, right? I was watching late night TV, wrestling came on, like whatever. And then I saw something that made me excited and I said, I'm going to keep watching. It wasn't because of a specific person. It wasn't because of a Satnam Singh. It wasn't because of a Kenny Omega. It wasn't because of a Sting. It wasn't because of a of an Undertaker. I eventually became fans of specific wrestlers. Yes. Um, but what got me to watch wrestling and continue watching wrestling was storylines and exciting matches. That's it, right? Right. You know, uh, pe people didn't tune in to watch the NWO form because it was Scott Hall, I'm not saying he wasn't important to it, but they stayed to watch it because Scott Hall was telling a really good story. And that story continued to be good for a long time, and then it stopped being good, right? Um, and so that's what it comes down to, is you get the casual wrestling fan to become an invested wrestling fan, not by presenting them with people that they recognize and, and all of that, that can play into it. But the big thing is you have to present storylines and matches that get them excited and keep them watching. And that's the path that AEW seems to be going by throwing out these matches like these New Japan matches. I mean, I don't care who um, Okada wrestles in AEW at this, it's going to be a hell of a match that's going to get people continuing watching, right? Um, I don't care who Hangman Page wrestles against from New Japan. 
I, I, I've got a list of people I want it to be, but it doesn't matter who it is. As long as they put on a really good match and tell a good story, it will help win fans. Um, and that's what it comes down to. Now, what the real thing is the build to it, because it can't just exist in a vacuum. And it doesn't already. I mean, you, we've already had, like I said, uh, uh, Switchblade Jay White show up on AEW and tout it a bit. But in the months coming up to um, to the actual pay-per-view, there has to be some more bleed over in both directions, right? We have has to, to be see for this relationship yeah. to work, yeah. obviously. We yeah. have to see some AEW wrestlers appear in some format on New Japan programming, and we have to see some New Japan wrestlers appear in formats on AEW. It can't just be, hey, we've announced this match with Okada versus Moxley, right? Um that that'll get the the invested wrestling fans excited, but it's not going to win anyone to buy the pay-per-view that wasn't already going to buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. Right. Uh you have to have Okada well, I show mean, look, up. Look at me though. Look at me though, right? I'm not an overly I don't watch NJPW. So for me, this announcement didn't do much for me per se, because I don't watch new Japan. I understand the big impact behind it for those who obviously watch both and are bigger wrestling fans than I am. Um, but for me personally, I, you know what I mean? It's going to be all really new to me. I maybe have watched, a few of Okada's matches because Jericho faced him and Kenny Omega faced him. And I would watch some of those. So, for, but again, I guess I'm a casual or I am a wrestling fan. So uh, I don't count into that formula that you're bringing there. Um, but a lot of Twitter people are just stupid. Anyways, yeah. you can't, you can't compare. People have to just stop comparing. I know we as well, humans always do that. We always compare everything yeah. that we do. This person has this and this, Oh, but I like this thing, but this is not as good as this. You just can't. If you're a wrestling fan though, and I truly feel for those who are diehard wrestling fans, really honestly just love both in the sense that they appreciate one where one does well and one does another. And then there's just the complete fanboys who are also just trolling. You know, no. And so here's what I'm going to say. You are actually kind of the person that, that this is talking about in this respect, because you're not a new Japan wrestling fan, right? That is why, um, this can't exist in a vacuum. We have to have build up to it. We have to have Kazuchika Okada appear in some format on AEW TV. It can be a pre-taped vignette, vignette, vignette um, if, you, if you will. Uh, with him just somehow or another challenging. Uh, but there also has to be an accompanying video package building up with it, especially if he's wrestling against someone that he's wrestled before. There has to be clips from the previous matches to hype it up. But there's got to be something to make you invested in the match, right? It can't exist in a vacuum. Um, even if the people haven't wrestled before, we have to see something like... Uh, Switchblade Jay White's wrestled a few times on AEW now, right? Um, so he's introduced himself now, and he's getting fans in AEW, right? But he has to wrestle a few more times to build up to whoever he's going to wrestle at this show. 
I somehow or another. I digress. I be... believe his job is to get haters in AEW. Not fans. well, fans and haters are effectively the same thing than wrestling. I'm like the the biggest heels. I I hate MJF, um, and that's exactly what an MJF fan should do. You should hate him. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, speaking of, I saw a video today of someone at a meet and greet. Um, with MJF trying to get MJF to sign a Wardlow action figure. Um, and MJF literally threw it halfway across the room. Um, it was pretty funny. Anyways, um, you you have to hate him. And that's the thing here. But but he also has to wrestle and build up this match with whoever. I'm, I'm expecting it's going to be against Adam Page. Uh, just because that's the most logical right now storyline. Adam Cole couldn't get it done against Adam Page, so he brings in Jay White, the leader of the Bullet Club, to take out the trash. For lack yeah. of a better word. Yeah. Um, but you have to have him actually wrestle. He can't just come out and say, I'm here to wrestle so-and-so, right? Um, if you're you know, going to have Minoru Suzuki involved again, you have to have him wrestle some more time so people... Do it and build up. It can't just be like he's going to have a match against this person. You have to build up some sort of a feud, a program, uh, to get people excited about it. Um, the same thing with Will Ospreay. The same thing with with um, Tanahashi. Um, Tanahashi is the one who um, John Moxley is feuding with on New Japan right now. Um, so having Tanahashi appear at this could be a, a way to go. Um, but you have to have him come out here and show. Uh, Tetsuya Naito come out, has to show up yeah. to get the AEW fans like JLB who don't watch New Japan to know who they are and see some of what they can do and get excited for. Well, and, and how, how long has this been in play? Uh, I mean, we've had Minoru Suzuki six months, nine months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, we've started getting a lot of these guys since then. So yeah, well, that's the deal. Is I, I'm sure talks have been going back and forth for months about the potential of doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's it started with the fabled Forbidden Door opening a year and a half ago. You know, yeah. when he opened the Forbidden Door and said, "You know, now now the Forbidden Door is open." That started the seed for it. Um. When the actual matches started to take shape, who knows specifically? But in the end, uh, what? What? We can't hear you. What? Seriously, it's June twenty sixth, so yeah, uh, they have a little while. And honestly, I feel like they almost should have announced if it was the case of an HBO stream. So you can say, hey, watch all these kind of matches to get the people going. I imagine New Japan is here until June, though, like in the sense that all the wrestlers aren't going to go back and forth like crazy. Maybe there's no New Japan shows that are happening until then. Um, So I almost feel like we're going to see a lot more on Rampage, Dynamite, Hell, maybe even Elevation or or the other one. Um, You know, and they they have to promote it properly, though. Here's the the deal. I like the idea of a stream. Are you really is a streaming service going to pick anything up for AEW in terms of of revenue? I mean, 
for they're just doing pay per view and they're having great sell rates. Yeah, for just AEW, no. Um, uh, but I I think AEW plus well, an AEW plus Ring of Honor for the yeah. streaming that's going to oh, be okay. the, the thing for yeah. because he now owns that. Um, and so right now. Here, here's the deal with New Japan. They've got some wrestlers over here doing the New Japan Strong stuff, um, but they are still. They had a match uh, today in uh, the NG, NGPW Golden Fight Series 2022. Uh, was in Kochi, Japan today. They've got another one tomorrow in Hiroshima and Fukuyama. I mean, they they're still oh, running okay. those uh, all month, but they also have Capital Collision. Um, next month uh, oh, in okay. Washington and then strong the day afterwards in Philadelphia. Um, and then they go back to Dominion in, uh, in fact, yeah, they're, they're wrestling Dominion uh, two weeks earlier in Japan at Osaka. So, um, so there, there, there are going to be some wrestlers flying back and forth. Um this comes about because we're no longer under the COVID restrictions where you have to quarantine for two weeks, you know, after test they their, test their, test their, te- yeah, yeah, you test and, and fly and then test again and you're good to go sort of a thing. Um, but anyways, um, in, in the end, they're, they're going to be flying back and forth. Um, there still will be some wrestlers. I think Osprey is staying over here right now just doing programs over here and not flying back and forth. Um, I think a a bunch of them are going to be doing just one side or the other sort of a thing. Um, But at the same point, I would like to see some AEW stars fly over there and appear on some of their things. One thing that hasn't been officially uh, confirmed or denied, they hinted at it. Bushi Road, which owns uh, New Japan, also owns Stardom. Oh, Um, okay. So... As of right now, it hasn't been officially announced if Stardom is going to be included in this show. Um, if Stardom isn't, then the show isn't going to have any cross-promotional women's matches. Because New Japan is is men's only, Stardom is women's only. It's kind of the weird thing they do over there. <coughs> so, I would like to see them announce that Stardom is part of it. Um, but as of right now, they haven't announced that. In terms of streaming, um, I'm sure the... Well, they have New Japan Power too, right? Maybe like Tony Khan could be like, hey, let me give the Americans New Japan Power like a special deal for two months. Put a bunch of shit there with my AEW wrestlers and thing. To clarify, it's New Japan Strong. strong. Uh, Power is NWA. Different promotion, just to clarify. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but that um, was the deal. You knew he wasn't going to let that go because no, smart. I wasn't going to let that go. No, uh, NWA is a different promotion. And no, no, no. But the is. fucking the the thing they have contract with video library. AEW is going to be there. The video the library. New Japan one. The, New Japan is called New Japan World. Is their oh, streaming World. Service. I'm sorry, but you know what yeah. I meant. Stop it. No, I thought you were referring <laughs> to their TV show, which is called Strong. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. Anyways, um, he, here's what it comes down to. I'm sure the the reason that they didn't announce uh, an HBO streaming or anything like that is because the deal isn't done yet with whoever they're going to. They're working on a deal. Um, 
HBO was the front runner for it. HBO is going through a bit of a change up going on right now. So uh, whatever they were working on a month ago, they might be back to ground zero on working on it again. Um, and that's because HBO and Discovery merged. Time Warner Media merged with Discovery. Discovery actually bought them, um, which actually surprised me when I read that. I had to like double read it. I was like, wait, wait, Discovery bought Warner Media? That's crazy. Discovery's gotten big enough that it could buy Warner Media? Apparently it has. Um, but so now the former um, CEO of Warner Media Streaming is gone and replaced by a CEO from Discovery. So if Tony was negotiating with the CEO of Warner Media, he had to go back to square one a few weeks ago and start renegotiating with the CEO, the new CEO of Warner Media from Discovery. And so that might have threw some wrenches into it. Um, and I'm and the thing is we knew this was happening. This was announced months and months and months ago. Uh, to, it wasn't a surprise to Tony. Um, and so I'm sure he was trying to get the deal done before the merger happened. Um, and when it didn't, he knew that that was going to throw some wrenches into some things and he'd start from scratch. But all reports I've read say it's still likely that HBO is going to be the streaming provider for AEW and Ring of Honor, but it's not by any means a done deal yet. Mm. Um, and that being said, you know, like you said, it, or like Fabe said, they've been doing really good on on pay per view buys, um, and and they that might be part of their math is we want a streaming provider to provide streaming, but do we want them to do day of streaming of pay per views or at the time streaming of pay per views, or do we want the pay per views to remain? a separate purchase that you purchase someplace and right. HBO would have, does have the ability. HBO max does have the ability to do still a charge for pay-per-view. Right. Right. Um, just like, just like Disney did for some of their movies on, or on streaming where you had to pay an extra 20 bucks to watch the movie. Uh, what it was the new Mulan movie was one of them. They did that with, mm-hmm. um, Anyways, uh, Black Widow for a while. Was Black Widow a pay for streaming? I didn't think it was. Yeah, no, it was. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like the first, I think. Well, H- HBO did it with uh, Wonder Woman. The well, everyone movie. does it. Like even for instance, no, Uncharted. What, what, now. All of the DC movie, all of the HBO movies that went on there were uh, part of the subscription. Too. Yep. Um, they were limited release. Wonder Woman was only on there for a month. But it was still part of the regular subscription price. But they can do it. They have the capability of saying, here's something, but for this thing, you have to pay extra, right? And so, you know, here, here is AEW content. You can stream all of the Dynamites and all of the, the Rampages and all of the, the past pay-per-views on here. But if you want to watch the pay-per-views live, you have to pay an additional $29.95 or whatever. Um. They might continue Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Who knows? Um, but that might that definitely might be part of the math that they're they're dealing with is do we want to give our up on pay per view buys? Good. Because yeah. our buy rates are still really good. Do you know going to a streaming exclusive 
is that going to uh, hurt us in the long run if we're no longer, you know, we're doing 200,000 buys on pay-per-view um, at $49.99. Um, if we go as part of the HBO streaming thing, what do we have to get out of it in terms of monetary input um, to make it worth it for us to not be getting that $49.99? Right. Um, but the other side of the coin is if they ever want their streaming to be a rival to uh, uh, Peacock's streaming of WWE, it's getting that content up on a streaming platform. So people are like, let's sign up for HBO Max or whatever, whatever it is. Say it's not HBO. Say it's, you know, uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I doubt it. But, you know, yeah. let's just say, you know, we have to provide them with enough of a background so that people sign up for it to see the AEW and Ring of Honor back catalog. AW now has three years of back catalog, which is a lot better, a lot more enticing. Um, they also have all of the darks that they could actually pull from M uh, from YouTube uh, and put as exclusive to whatever streaming they do. So, what? What? You gotta stop. You gotta stop. I swear to fucking God. Like, um, plus on top of that, yeah. So three years, not just Dynamite and Rampage, which is. Oh, okay. I thought you fucking did it again. No, not, not with Dynamite and Rampage, uh, but you have also the Elevation and Dark stuff, and that's all on YouTube. But then take it off YouTube and put it directly mm -hmm. onto this platform. That'd be dope. Yep. Because I'd watch it. I'd actually watch it more probably then fucking, I don't know. I feel like YouTube is not a great place for that for some reason. You know, I don't know it's, why. It's a good enough place for, for watching it weekly. Um, but in the end, uh, you know, if, if you want to make it a premium thing, um, that's going to be something, you know, have it, you can well, still it can't have be it alone. Be, can't be well, alone, obviously. You, yeah, but. you could still have it be a limited time YouTube thing where for... You know, the first week you can watch it on YouTube, and then after that you can find it on HBO Max or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so if you want to watch old versions of it, go over to HBO Max, uh, all the archived ones. Uh, the real thing would be if HBO Max can do this. Um, it's something that I miss from the WWE Network is being able to search by wrestler match, right? So not just say, I want to watch the All Out 2020, but I want to watch the Kenny Omega match from All Out 2020 and jump straight to that match, you know? Right. Because you can't do that on Peacock. Uh, for WWE. You haven't look up Kenny Omega on Peacock. Nope. Well, they, they haven't even fixed yeah, You can't that? find Kenny Omega on Peacock at all. Yes, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> You keep searching. No, but like, say, say you want to, you go to uh, SummerSlam 2004, and you want to find the Triple H match of that. You can't on Peacock go to it and jump straight to the Triple H match. You basically no. have to start at the beginning and fast forward until. And I've talked before about how shitty the fast forward is on Peacock because that's fixed now. No, because there's not a there's not a. 
it doesn't pop up a, a, a ticker uh, preview as you're fast forwarding. But then they fix so, that? No, no. So you oh. can fast forward, but you have to stop every once in a while to see where you're at. Didn't um, you get that fixed on Peacock that I'm not required to have to be able to watch WWE? Yeah. Yep, nope, it's still not fixed. It's not it's like a higher stuff. tier thing or something? Nope, nope, it's just not something that, that their app does currently. Um, and it's not just, I'm going to say, it's not just on WWE. If you're exactly. watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Peacock and you want to fast forward, Same you know, you have to press fast forward and it does that fast forward 2x, 6x, right. 12x, whatever. Um, But the preview doesn't show you where you're, at so you have to stop and press play every once in a while crave does that too at. though crave does um, that as well it's, technically it's, so. it's hbo would be the same hbo max is not the same hbo max now you can fast forward it gives you a little preview as you fast forward oh we don't have that um, here for some reason and so okay because hbo max is good <laughs> they um, have enough money behind them <laughs> uh I, well, the, I mean, I, so does Peacock, technically. But. Yeah. Of of the streaming services uh, that I have access to, not even just talking wrestling, but of all of those, HBO Max is is by far one of the better setup ones. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus is set up really well as well. Yeah. Uh, well, Amazon. He, am, it, it, the Decent. one thing that bugs me about Amazon, and this might just be the Android TV uh, app for it. But uh, it doesn't always group all of the seasons together into one listing. No, so, you, so you know, if you're wanting to watch something that's got four seasons, you've got four separate listings. The cool part to of the, the episodes. Though, is you can buy the television shows that are on other streams. Yeah. Um, the other thing is... Yeah, um, give fucking... It, what's his face? More money. Why don't you? Well, it, it also makes it a little hard sometimes to tell whether something is free with amazon prime or to yeah. pay for it. oh yeah you have Super to click annoying. into it yeah and see oh nope i gotta pay for this one so you gotta go back um and i i do wish they just had a tab on that and i know why they don't i'm not an idiot it's marketing for, this is yeah. marketing and commerce you know, <laughs> uh, capitalism 101 i know why they don't but it would be nice if they just had a tab on it that said free with prime and then the only things that showed in that tab were the ones that were free <clears throat> or even a check mark in the search dialog when you're searching from for something that just says only show me prime listings. And I know again why they don't. It just bugs me. Anyways. Um but Amazon's not horrible. Uh I actually binged the entire season of Reacher on Amazon the other day. Um and it was fucking phenomenal. So uh if if you um like uh, Jack Reacher, um, watch the Amazon uh, Prime show. Reacher. I have purchased the first five seasons of Letterkenny. <laughs> there you go. Amazon. Or Purge. Purge, the TV show, was I, I enjoyed it at least. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So, um, so the other big news as well, um, which was what he tweeted it himself is apparently uh freddie prince jr is going to be opening up his own little indie fed mm -hmm. heard about that yeah That's he said the, interesting. the what was it the success of aew um has kind of rekindled his love with with professional wrestling which is really and, cool and inspired him to open his own uh indie promotion 
Um, we acknowledge and, you. Yes. And, and in the end, um, more indies is always better. Yes. Uh, even if it's an indie that I'm never going to get to see, because most mm-hmm. likely it's going to be based probably West Just, Coast. Uh, yeah, L.A. And, and I'm not going to be able to see it at least live. It still provides income and opportunity for a lot of these wrestlers who are not currently on a full-time contract with one of the companies. Any of the companies, yeah. Or who are currently with a freedom contract. Yes. Um, But yeah, apparently uh, that that, this kind of relates to what we were talking about. Apparently um, a bunch of AEW personnel had to pull out of the PWG show. Coming up in a few weeks. You didn't mute your mic. Good job. Had to pull out of the PWG show coming up because due to a scheduling conflict, uh, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation have to be filmed a day later. And that would conflict. So a bunch of AEW wrestlers had to pull out so that they could be at AEW Dark. Um, That's sad. But, you know, business is. Um, uh, Jack Evans has announced that he is not being re-signed to another contract with AEW and he's super talented and it's kind of sad to see him go but at the same point Hybrid 2 really didn't fit in in AEW and they never really found their place you know what I mean that's the nice part about the the timeline starting to show up for AEW is we're starting to see what what they are Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they really are close to to the premium instead of a good option that doesn't isn't owned by Vince. It's it's a yeah. this and, is a, a competitor at this juncture now, which unfor- is unfortunate for guys like Jack Evans or Marco yeah. Stunt or uh, well, and the big thing with Jack Evans uh, is I'm trying to find the exact tweet here. Um. Because he tweeted out that he wasn't going to be signing, re-signing. And then someone... Uh, there we go. No, that's just a picture. He said... Um, he said, no hatred uh, to AEW. So he said, my time with AEW has been a fun and enjoyable... Uh, but it has come to an end, and I will not be re-signing when my contract ends at the end of April. I'd like to thank everyone at AEW and the AEW fans for the opportunity. And then someone replied to it and was like, you know, uh, bad-mouthing AEW, saying, you know, whatever. And he responded. Um, what happened? Uh, Jack Evans not re resigning with AEW. Uh someone said heartless to do this. And he goes, "Nah, it's part of the business. Not to diss myself, but I wasn't given any value added value to the company, truthfully, and with a big roster, you got to make cuts." Oh, that's a very mature answer. Yeah. Um good for him. And then that's so very... And someone tweeted, I cannot believe that Tony Khan man would not renew Jack's contract. Tony Khan, C-O-N, <laughs> does not care about his talents. And Jack Evans is like, can't tell if this is sarcastic, but it's not really the case. Um, there's only a set amount of time the company has to give a, a, a soon-to-be-released talent. Coveted airtime isn't how it's done. Um, 
<coughs> and I'm trying to find it later, he talked about it. I think the release is largely because after four months of COVID layoff and then the time off from the broken face, I had a performance drop off and that I never actually really came back from. Uh, and so he doesn't know what, what his future is. He might be returning to, to AAA or someplace else, but he doesn't really know. And I, I wish him the best. I, he's super talented, like I said. But again, and I think he admits it, is he just never really found his place in AEW. Like, uh, he didn't, he didn't like stick with the fans. And so there wasn't like a fan base that were loyal Jack Evans. He also didn't have the ability to, so sometimes you get a face break and, and it gives you the ability to pull certain character changes and stuff like that. Um, that his injury didn't allow for that. No. Um, he he couldn't come out in a mask like Sheamus for a while, or Cody Rhodes dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick, and I can't deal with the fact that I'm going to be a freak. Yeah, well, and like I said, I mean, the simple fact is he's super talented, but his gimmick was effectively I flip around a lot. Yeah. And in, in a roster full of people who flip around a lot, there just wasn't anything that really set him apart. Uh, and Helico was kind of the same. I mean, unfortunately, I I fully expect Angelico's name to be uh, on the chopping block here soon. I think we talked about it months ago when I first brought up the fact that AEW contracts were going to start expiring and some of them just weren't going to get renewed. But I do want to point out because it is important uh, that there is a big difference between um, between AEW allowing a contract to expire after signing a person to a three-year deal um, and continuing to pay them through an injury and continuing to pay them through the entire pandemic, even when they weren't having uh, fans in the crowd for a large chunk of it. And they weren't, you know, able to do the shows that they really wanted to do. Um, there's a big difference between that and a company that is making record profits based off of a deal with Saudi Arabia and a deal with Fox that would literally pay their bills for the next 10 years, both of them, and cutting a bunch of people citing budget cuts. There's a really big difference between those. Um, Here we go again. And and so I you know I'm I'm I don't want we haven't to, had it yet though we haven't we had haven't had this year, this year's cuts didn't come when we would have expected them so and to be perfectly honest if you look at WWE's roster right now there's not a ton of room for cuts outside of developmental so I I suspect we've reached a point where WWE has cleared up as much of their bloated roster because. Because let's be honest, a lot of those cuts were based off of the first year of AEW, WWE just hoarding talent as much as they could. But again, it's still a big difference between cutting someone mid-contract when you're making record profits and letting someone's contract expire after three years when you as a business would have been better to cut them two years ago, right? Let's be honest. Uh, Jack Evans hasn't wrestled in AEW or didn't wrestle for a, a chunk of time. Um, I think he wrestled on 
uh, dark a few times recently uh, after the the uh, injury, but. But let's just pull up the cage match. Um, da, 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 cage match. Da, 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 Ooh, somebody's blowing. Um, let's see. The wind uh, is heavy he, tonight. He wrestled back in February mm-hmm. on AEW Dark. Uh, and January in AEW Dark. And let's see here. Yeah, there. Um. AW Dark in October. Um, and then he didn't wrestle again until January. So there was a three month period there that he didn't wrestle at all for AEW. Um, and there, you know, it, there were plenty of times during this because almost all of his matches over the course of the last year were on AEW Dark, right? Or Elevation. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, from a monetary standpoint, purely monetary, uh, AEW could have saved money by cutting him at some point in the last year or year and a half, right? Um, Correct. But they didn't. And it's very important for us to recognize that they continued to pay him and continued to use him on AEW Dark, even though it was obvious that they did not have a plan for him on the main roster right they did not have a plan to use him on tv i mean let's see here it, let's go back uh january of 2021 let's see how many times he was used on actual like dynamite dynamite or rampage we'll, we'll include either of those i will even include pay-per-views so one two Three, four, five, six, six times, six times in a year and four months, they used them on TV. You know, that, uh, that says a lot. They didn't have a plan for him. And by this point, Tony Khan if he was purely concerned with the bottom line, purely concerned with ones and zeros, right? He would have made the decision a year ago to cut Jack Evans. And he would have been more or less justified in it because again, AEW still operates in the red. They're because, because of commitments to things like the video game, and and stuff like that they're they're not currently operating in the black they're operating in the red um so they would have been better off financially to have cut him but they didn't the same with angelico the same with marco stunt um the same with uh, probably a half a dozen other names that we're going to hear about in the next month right they would have been better off financially to have cut them and they chose not to uh, they chose to see out their contracts, which is the way business is supposed to run, right? You sign someone to a contract, you you obey the contract. Um, but even if, even if AEW had cut Jack Evans a year ago, right? And said, listen, he's just not working out for us. We're going to cut him. 
you know, we're going to call it budget cuts or whatever. The difference is they wouldn't have been lying. They wouldn't have been right. lying to Jack Evans. They wouldn't have been lying to their fans because again, they're operating in the red and it's fully expected for a company that's operating in the red to look at their budget and say, Hey, maybe this person isn't pulling their own weight. Let's cut weight with them and let's save some money. And AEW specifically did not do that. Now I'm not saying uh, that WWE is evil, bad company, AEW super good company, but I am saying that it is a difference that you, we need to at least address and, and understand that AEW made the choice that that Tony Khan made the choice that he would lose money on this wrestler to see out their contract rather than save money by cutting their contract in the middle of a pandemic, right? Um, and that he did that despite it being the worst at the time business move, right? Now here's where it becomes a better business move long run, right? It ingratiates yourself with your fans and with your wrestlers, right? And we're seeing this right now with FTR. Report came out this week that WWE uh, really likes FTR and wants to bring them back. Which is fucked. Which Which is really, really, really fucked. And I hope they don't go. I don't care if you get Bret Hart on some lucrative deal. Fuck off. Well, well, here's the deal. This is why I say... Fuck off. This is why I say it's important that they did something like this because after the report came out uh, that uh, WWE was interested in um, FTR, which again, if they, if they, um, If they if they really liked FTR, they wouldn't have pissed down their legs when they had them as the revival. Um, they wouldn't have, uh, you know, treated them as badly. And you know, we've all seen those um, those pictures of the uh, the uh, costumes that they were going to have them wear. It was dumb, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the deal: is I get it, right? Sometimes you have a a uh, have a talent, and then they leave, and then they prove later that they're actually pretty good, and that you could have used them better, and you regret it, and you bring them back. I mean, they did it with um, well, they did it right now with Cody Rhodes. Uh, they they did it before with Bobby Lashley. They did it with Drew McIntyre, right? Um, but in, in defense of all three of those, though, those were ones that have changed and developed quite a bit. Whereas FTR was good when they were there. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm trying to find the exact tweet from. I thought it was Dax Harwood, but maybe it was Cash. Maybe I'm on the wrong. Um, maybe it was Cash Week. Anyways. Um, anyways, after the reports came out that WWE was interested in them, uh, they came out and issued a statement and they said, yeah, they said, here's the deal. It's we respect Tony Khan and out of our respect for Tony Khan, out of 
out of uh, the good faith that we have with Tony Khan, um, we will not talk to any other wrestling company about a promotion, about, about a contract, while we are under contract with Tony Khan. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sort of thing that this breeds, right? Because these wrestlers see that Tony Khan is willing to, more than even willing to, um, does see out your contract. Unless you specifically ask to get out, you get to stay under your contract. He obeys the deal that he made with you to the end, right? That the wrestlers are going to obey the deal on their side to the end, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, that this is the payoff to that. Because the last thing Tony Khan wants is is a team like FTR to come to their show and and be really good on their show and then fuck off back to WWE. Um you know, ask to be out of get out of their contract after a year and go back to WWE, right? That's not what they want, right? He wants them to come there and continue to be happy and and stay around and even if they're not the AEW tag team champions they are obviously happy there right and uh they're they're not going to uh you know go start talking to the other person behind the back and and I'm going to point out the same thing with what happened with Cody Rhodes as you know, even though uh, things were falling apart between Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes had decided that um, that maybe it was time to move on. He stayed out the end of his contract. He worked after the end of his contract on a per match deal, right? Um, continued to negotiate with them, but also then started negotiating with the other people. And eventually got a big deal that he wanted, right? Um, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't badmouth. He still hasn't badmouthed AEW. In fact, it came out this week that um, that that Cody Rhodes honored a deal that he'd made with a fan months ago while he was in AEW. He, uh, this fan had reached out to him on Twitter and said, you know, I know uh, AEW's coming to my town in a few months. I just wish I could afford tickets, but I can't. And, you know, this has happened with my family, and that's why. And uh, Cody Rhodes uh, tweeted at him, hit me up. I'm going to arrange for you to have tickets. And Cody Rhodes arranged for that guy to have tickets to this week's Dynamite, even though Cody Rhodes is not with the company anymore. Um, and that tells tells me that in the end, uh, there's no bad blood between Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes just wanted more than Tony Khan was willing to do, and Cody realized that he had a chance to go be a star someplace else. And so far, WWE has stayed true to that and presented him as a big star. And we've talked on a previous show about the fact that WWE has to do that now, 
right? Um, if they want a chance at getting anyone in the future to jump from AEW to WWE, they have to take this opportunity with Cody and present him seriously as a star now. So that in however many months when Dax, Harwood, and 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 Cash Wheeler's contracts are up with AEW, if they have they would have any chance at luring them back. You you're not gonna lure someone back if you bring Cody Rhodes back and then stick him in a Stardust gimmick, right? Because then right. FTR is gonna go, well shit, we remember what they wanted to do with us. We're not going back to that. Um Oh, uh, you know, all of the former WWE guys would look at that and go, yeah, no, I'm not going back to that. If they're going to just present me as the way that I wanted to get away from. Um, and then the people who weren't in WWE are going to look at that and go, man, if that's the way they present one of the biggest names in the wrestling world when he comes back to them, right? Well, how are they going to present me? You know, Sammy Guevara is going to say, if I go over to WWE, how are they going to present me? I don't, I don't have nearly the stardom that Cody Rhodes had, and they made him stardust again. So, right. and I think WWE knows this. I think they know that they have to continue to present Cody as a star for at least as long as the pop is still there for him. If fan reaction cools off on Cody, WWE's reaction will cool off. But I think they understand that that. They have to do that for a long time if they want any chance at getting any of the f- people to jump in the future. But I I would say that Cody Rhodes jumping is was probably the, the first volley in um, the real war that's been brewing. Like WWE treated it as WWE as NXT versus AEW for the first two years, um, but I think WWE now truly sees AEW as competition, even though they won't say it. And and bringing Cody was their first shot at continuing that and making that war happen. Anyways, but. But yeah, I mean, I you know, WWE's not going to reach out to Jack Evans. Unfortunately, he he would be a great get for them. Yeah, um, that's very true. But they're not going to because he's not. He well, I mean, maybe NXT 2.0 or something, but not main roster. Nah, I I think NXT is gone to to. They're now going to start recruiting athletes, not wrestlers. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it really started with Braun Breaker, and I'm not trying to diss Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker's been a breath of fresh air. He's been phenomenal, right? But he came to WWE with with a lineage as a professional wrestler from his family, but a history as an athlete, right? And he was brought in with almost no actual wrestling training, uh, but he was an athlete, and I think that's the mold going forward. And he's been he's been really good. You know? Yeah, Gable Steveson the same what way. What do you mean? Ron yeah. Baker had no wrestling training. I mean, awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure he had like backyard training with his dad, but he he never went to like a real wrestling academy. He never 
trained in it. He was a football player until a year ago. Oh, Ronda Rousey, yeah. Gable Stevenson are both examples of that. Yep. They're going to bring in. I just assumed he had went the wrestling route because of his father, but guess not. Nope he he went football and then uh, when because he's only twenty four right now. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. I thought he was older. Kennesaw State University. And he wrestled his first match in 2020, um, October 2020. And by February, WWE had signed him. But uh, he was an undrafted free agent uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and was released in August 2020. So August 2020, he was a professional football player, and then he gets released October 8th of 2020. Two months later, he makes his debut as a professional wrestler once his football career was over, right? That's the Mm -hmm. route that WWE is taking now. And you can see that by most of their, like, signings and and, and talk backstage. You know, like... Like DFA mentioned, Gable Stevenson, right? He's he's a a uh, collegiate wrestler. Um, oh, what they wrestler. would what they would call amateur wrestler, um, which is a dumb name for it, but that's the way they call it. Um, but yeah, and and now he's got a contract with WWE, and he's training in WWE. That's the sort of thing that they're doing. Is they're going after either names that they can capitalize on, which Gable Stevenson is also a name. Um, although uh, with WWE's recent edict that they're not allowed to use their real names or their uh, independent wrestling names, who knows whether Gable Stevenson continues to be called Gable Stevenson. Uh, who knows? Man alive. How do you not? I don't, I don't know, but you know, Ronda Rousey. This is Ronda. They, like I said, I, I, when I, I heard that statement come out that Vince McMahon sent out the memo saying that people are no longer allowed to use their real names or their independent wrestling names. I thought to myself, Jesus, how many people is that going to affect? A, a fuck ton is what it is. Um, Rousey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think Gable Stevenson and Ronda Rousey are going to be exceptions to the rule. But, yeah. um, but I mean, it's part of the reason that he's they've gone to just calling him Riddle instead of Matt Riddle. Uh, because Matt Riddle was... And, you know, again... A big name before this. Mm-hmm. And and again, I mean, it's you know, this isn't new. It's all about copyrights and trademarks, you know. Um, but you know, there there are a lot of wrestlers, especially when you get to NXT, that are having to change. I mean, Casey Catanzaro had to change her name. Casey Catanzaro was a was a celebrity who came from American Ninja Warrior, right? Yeah, she had celebrity name recognition behind her and uh they've made her change her name to katana chance (laughs) 
Still a stupid name. Oh, it's the dumbest name. And fucking, I like Casey Catanzaro, uh, but the WWE promo that they wrote for her, uh, did you see when she delivered the promo? I did not. I'm going to try to... Was it, was it worked cringe? out well for Sonya Deville. Why? What was her name before? What is Sonya Deville's real name? Uh, Dario is... ben- Benito? Dario. Oh, it's not even. Sorry. I thought it. It's thought yeah. had Sonya in it. Okay. No. I, I was. I was headed to the the machine that tells me Daria Baronado. Right. Um. But she changed her name to Sonya Deville right after joining WWE. Yeah. You know. Um. Let's see here. A digital exclusive NXT 2.0 interview. Casey Catanzaro delivered this promo. Everybody knows me as Casey Catanzaro, and that is me. But there are parts of me that people haven't seen, except maybe Caden, where I get to do what I want. And that's like shooting back straight whiskey and letting loose. And Caden isn't the only one who can party and shake a little something. That is Katana Chance. And that is the energy that I'll be bringing to NXT from now on. Oh, oh, skinny, tiny, stone cold. Uh, <laughs> likes to shoot back straight whiskey and shake a little something. Act um, like shaking agency. ASS. Yeah, I, I I watched that and I was like, okay, that A, I guarantee you she didn't write that. Um I guarantee you that was written by a team of writers who were like, how do we explain this name change? Well, let's say that this is her her letting loose and and multiple personalities. And this is yeah, this is her thing. Um, but but like just looking at the female wrestlers in NXT, right? Candice LeRae. She's currently inactive on maternity leave, but she's still signed, right? Are they going to force her to change her name, right? Well, I mean, it's uh, perfect to have her come back as Candice Gargano. Ah, but. They, they probably can't because I bet you uh, Johnny Gargano has trademarked that since then. Um, let me look. Uh, Saray, who wrestled in New Japan as Saray. Uh, nope, that's going to change. That's going to change, definitely. Um, let's look at, at um, uh, Cameron Grimes wrestled uh, as Trevor Lee, so they did change his name. So he'll get to keep that name. Although they might just start calling him Grams. Or um Grams. Um do, 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 do. there was some that I, one that I saw and uh Joe Gacy wrestled under the name Joe Gacy and now he's a big star big star in NXT. And what are they gonna do? Suddenly change his name for no reason? Probably. Roderick Strong wrestled as Roderick Strong. Going clear back to NX, to Ring of Honor, to Impact Wrestling. Are they going to suddenly change his name? Probably, I guess. Probably. To what is the question? Yeah. How knows? stupid will they go? Let's see. Feet, uh, let's see. Current Performance Center trainees. I'm trying to see if there was, because I think there was at least one. Oh. <clears throat> Here's one that's just jumping out. Simone Johnson, who's in the Performance Center. 
Are you really telling me that you're not going to try to capitalize on the fact that her father's the rock? <laughs> you're gonna call her Rockette. I'm gonna say she's Pebble. <laughs> Pebble. <laughs> the Stone. Yeah. Uh, Simone Jesus. the Stone Johnson. Oh my god. No, they won't use Johnson though. No, they won't because that's Simone her real name. Yeah. The Stone Pebble. <laughs> Stony, Stony. Let's see. Is there, is there a female version of Rocky Mayavia that they could use? Rocket Mayavia? Mm. You could go Stony Mayavia. Stony Mayavia? Yeah. Which changes her name to the Stone. But then, of course, that would have to mean that they'd have to. Do the race war that they had in 1996. Yeah. Bring back the nation of domination. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. But so, anywho. um, What happened on Raw this week? Now now I'm thinking of it. Raw results. Because frankly... Um, KO got beat by Cody. Yes, that did happen. Well, I, I mean, because of a DQ finish. Lame. Um, but yeah, I uh, I remember part of Raw, and then my allergy medication made things go a little loopy. So let's oh, see. Oh, no. Meet him Sa- this much. Same thing happened on... Uh, Bianca Belair gave Adam Pierce a dollar for her Yeah, I, I, re- I do remember that. That was her fine for assaulting Sonya Deville. Um, yeah, Cody Rhodes defeated Kevin Owens by a countout. Cody who? Cody Rhodes. <laughs> my my nostrils plugged up so my D wasn't as strong as it should have been. I apologize. It did almost sound like I was talking about Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and, uh, One job. Uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks defeated Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Which also then featured the heel turn by Rhea Ripley. Maybe heel turn? The turn on Liv Morgan. I I assume that they're classifying that as a heel turn, but I don't know. Poor Live. Yeah, poor Live Morgan. Uh, Veer de- defeated some schmo. Um, oh my god, I missed his match again? Oh no, he faced like a jobber. It's yeah, true. some yeah. smoke. Man. Jeff Brooks yeah. is the name they give yeah. here. Once you're, once you've came, you can have multiple matches. Yeah, you can just keep doing matches. But he, he, I, they did talk about how he injured Dominic Mysterio the previous week, and I was like, ah, oh, you're not gonna have him beat up Dominic again. That's fun. Uh, Ezekiel passed the lie detector test. Ooh, that was yeah. kind of fun. Pre- that was kind of predictable. With Zeke. Yeah, are you... I, they really needed to come up with a WWE phrase that they could use. You know, not walk with Elias, but are you ready to work with Ezekiel or something like that? You know what I mean? But speak with Zeke. I just, what does WWE stand for? Work with Ezekiel would have been better but um street profits defe- defeated rk bro edge and damian priest continued to attack aj styles oh oh big news theory defeated theory. finn balor 
Just theory. Oh, no. Just theory. Just right? theory. With A Town down to get the win, so uh, a short title reign by uh, Finn Balor. Um, I'm not gonna bag on on WWE for wasting Finn Balor as a champion. Because I get it, storylines, you know, you're trying to elevate Austin Theory. I do think that that the match could have taken place at a pay-per-view and elevated him better, but I get it, whatever. Oh, um, so, yeah, I mean, at least the top turnbuckle didn't break. Yeah, at least it wasn't a turnbuckle break that they've never explained. I'm telling you, it's the weight of the demon's power. It, that's at least an explanation that they could have put out, but they've just like pretended like it didn't happen. The demon is a heavyweight. He's 647 pounds. Oh, oh, that was the big thing this week. The mm. marriage for Reggie and Dana Brooke oh, and Tamina right. and Akira Tazaro. Oh, that was a garbage segment. Oh, yeah. please, please. You mean please. the, oh, they actually had the marriage? Yeah. Oh, thank God I missed that. Yeah. For the like with a priest and everything. Well, our uh, truth is ordained, so he. Did oh it. yes. Our <laughs> truth is the only thing that makes that like somewhat entertaining. Um, Kudos there, to there was there was that. a whole thing in, in the middle of it where where they started swapping partners and and are they going to marry someone else or whatever? I can't even remember exactly how it went. And then in the end. Um, they they were married, and then Reggie pinned Dana Brooke to win the twenty four seven, and then Tamina pinned Reggie, and then Tazawa pinned Tamina, and then Brooke pinned Tazawa and left as champion. And it was like, what what was the point of this? Um, yep. Remember when the twenty four seven championship was something that. They present it as like an exciting thing that could happen outside of WWE TV. Yeah, and... I mean, where was where was our truth in this? You know, he had a yeah. chance to pin somebody. Mm. Yep, get his sixty seventh title reign. Well, or why didn't this happen on a YouTube segment for you know at an actual wedding hall or something? You know, I mean, remember Drake Maverick got pinned at his actual wedding yeah. um, to lose the title um, in a internet segment that they did, not just something thrown away on TV. Anyways. Whatever. So, uh, AEW at least had some fun stuff. That's a dynamite result. And we'll also pull up Rampage results while we're here. So, uh, we had the coffin match, Darby Allen versus Andrade. Uh, Not to be confused with the casket match. This one's a coffin match. this is a coffin match. It's important for trademark purposes. Important. Wardlow versus The Butcher. CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. That actually started it off which uh, was a great match to start the night off with, if you ask me. A very technical match. Um, Sam Punk wore uh, Bret Hart-inspired trunks. So, Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Danielle Camella versus Dr. Britt Baker. Hook defeated someone and then got challenged. 
and then the announcement. Um, oh, yeah, and Blackpool Combat Club versus Brock Anderson, Lee Moriarty, and Dan- Dante Martin. Uh, that was actually a fun match, if you ask me. I, I like it because it showcased all three members of Blackpool Combat Club, and it still made Wheeler Yuta look like a star. It also made Moriarty look really good, um, which makes me wonder if Moriarty's not going to be the next uh, one stolen. Yeah, next person recruited into Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Kyle O'Reilly. Well, it's going to get bigger now. It's just going to become a bigger club, I feel, though, correct? It's not just going to be. I think they're going to bring Lee Moriarty in, and there's going to be four people, and then they're. I think I think that's going to be kind of their thing is to bring in the uh, young up and comers, um, and make them vicious. Um, so, um, Kyle O'Reilly won versus uh, Jungle Boy, so he uh, goes on in the Owen Hart tournament, which is really cool. Um, Hook beat up Anthony Henry, and just. Beat him, beat the tar out of him, and then won. And then Danhausen challenged him to a fight. And then, uh, then the, the what was kind of neat. Um, I I feel like we got a double turn on Dynamite. We'll talk about this for a bit because I think they finally did the Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti heel turn. Lame. And at the same time, I think they did the Scorpio Sky face turn. Um, oh, okay. Because they had Scorpio Sky come uh, and interrupt a uh, interview with Kazarian, right? Frankie Kazarian. And he said, listen, man, you've always had my back. Um, I respect you and everything. Here's the deal. I want I want my rematch for that TNT title. And, uh, you know, once I get that title back, you'll be the first person to get a shot. And Kaz was like, listen, we're... We've been partners. We've been boys since day one. Yeah, I've always got your back. You go have your match. And that that's a very face thing to do, right? He didn't he didn't weasel his way in it. He didn't push it, you know, he said, Listen, give me a shot to do this first. Um, and Frankie Kazarian is a very face wrestler. He's been yes. face the entire time. So having them do that. But then on top of that. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti came out and they were wearing the most over-the-top hideous clothing, like coats and stuff that I've seen them do yet. And if anything with my time in professional wrestling uh, has taught me, it's when you dress like an a-hole, that's the subtle way of telling you, telling the crowd that you're supposed to be a heel. And then they gave the speech of, you know, uh, something along the lines of, you know, we we appreciate the crowd and everything, but you never did anything for us. And they said something like that. And I was like, yep, Sammy and Ty are heels now. So I think this was a double turn. Um, Clearly a double turn there. And that's what I've been saying ever since they started calling Ty and Sammy America's favorite couple. I was like, this this is a heel turn for Sammy. Um, I just didn't expect them to turn... Scorpio Sky Face in the product of it. 
Um, yeah, that's a bit, uh, and I don't even know if that would help Scorpio Sky. He still has to get charisma. I don't care if he's face or heel. Dude has to just, I don't know, change up his gimmick. You're completely. one of the few people I've ever talked to who says Scorpio Sky needs charisma. Outside of the ring. I mean, promo charisma. Uh, again, you. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree, too. Yeah, uh, he's fine. Scorpio Sky has has all the talent and charisma to do it. Um, I think men of the year. I to be perfectly honest, I think probably the biggest problem. Uh, and and I know some people will disagree on this. Uh, but I think Dan Lambert's been holding them back. Because yeah, Dan Lambert he's too comes good up, for them. Like he's too powerful. I almost feel. I I think the the problem is it puts too much focus on Dan Lambert and not enough on. That's it. Scorpio and Ethan Page, but. Uh, Daniel Camella lost to Britt Baker. It took place in Pittsburgh, so that's to be expected. And then the coffin match. Um, and this was a chaotic match. And it featured one of my favorite spots that that um, wrestling has done. Uh, and they've done it repeatedly since 1996. 97, I think, is the first time they did it. Um, and that's the... A uh, person in a sting mask turns out to actually be Sting. Love that spot. What? I always love it because because it's always like, oh, that's not Sting. That's just a guy in a mask. It's Sting. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's Sting. Um, but it was a fun moment because he was in the crowd with a with a Darby Allen sign and a baseball cap on. And, and a sting mask, and then they ripped up the sign and turned away, and then he pulled the mask off and the baseball cap off. And then he did a dive off the balcony. Again. again. I'm like, this 63-year-old man needs to stop doing yeah. this. Um, I do not want to watch the death of my icon sting um, on pay-per-view. Or live television, for or that matter. Television. Well, I mean, I think now it's almost a rush for him, kind of like a Jeff Hardy rush sort of it ordeal well to might do be. something, you know. And he does look to be jumping safely. Yeah, he does. He's he jumping safely. Kind of lean forwards and falls. And... Yeah, and he he does it cross body style to spread out the impact as much as he can, and he aims but still, well. Still, thirty two feet per second is thirty two yep. feet per second. And Square. and the and and the people I think are respectful enough. So you had Private Party and uh, Andrade all down there um, to to catch him, and um, none of them were out of place, and so he got fully caught and everything. But it still makes my heart go every time he does that. Cause I'm like, ah. Um, but and in the end, Andrade got stuck in the coffin and uh, closed and. Darby Allen slammed the lid and won the match. So Darby Allen continues to be unbeaten in coffin matches. But I mean, okay, he did have a coffin match before, though. That wasn't mm -hmm. a joke that that was the first coffin match. No, he did no. have one before. He did have one. I just one don't before. remember who it was. Um, let me find out because this match honestly it had its nice little moments but it was still kind of eh, i don't know i wasn't over it did uh, Meltzer? oh i guess Meltzer didn't uh give a rating on it yet i was curious to see what he uh, ethan page was the other one 
Oh, see, I think that was a better match, though. I think they, um, um, I think I, I would agree it was a better match, uh, but it was yeah. almost a year ago. So, and I, I think we're maybe expecting a lot from Andrade too. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like we haven't had that fucking great Andrade match yet for some reason. You know, um, I don't know. I thought it was a fucking fire match. I think Andrade looks like an absolute pro. He does. Um, yeah. Every just, time. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I don't the, know. The, I, here's the deal is I, if you, if you try to hold this up against the Ethan page one, the Ethan page one, uh, featured Darby Allen doing a coffin drop onto the coffin with Ethan page in it. At right. The Right. Um, and that's always going to overshadow whatever yeah, they valid. did at the end of this one. So that's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, Rampage was, uh, it started off with Adam Cole versus Tamahiro Ishii. Who um, was the first person? Tamahiro Ishii, who's no, a New Japan one. wrestler. Adam, oh, oh sorry, I, I misidentified Adam Cole Bebe. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Bebe. I, I oh, apologize. So Mr. confused Bebe. who you were talking about? Like, yeah, sure. I apologize. That was entirely on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my, I was like, who's this new wrestler? What did I jur- miss? Journalistic on integrity Jeez. went, went oh. out the window there for a bit. I, <laughs> I have to apologize. Oh. Mr. Bebe versus Tom Hero Ishii. There we are. Thank you. Mm, um, thank you. Yep. Which was a fun match. About the only thing is, this is another one of those, like I said. <laughs> We need more introduce, introduction to New Japan wrestlers so that we know what to expect out of them. Because but, if, you, if you don't watch New Japan, you didn't know what to expect with this. Um, and, and this is partially developing those expectations. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this was kind of the first thing of it. Uh, so Adam Cole gets to continue on. Uh, that would the, be of of the Bebe clan. Of right? the Bebe clan, yes. Uh, gets to continue on in the Owen Hart tournament. Um, Lance Archer beat the fuck out of Serpentico. I think because maybe what he likes to do is murder people. Mm-hmm. Like he a hawk. Mur- murder. Yeah, he murders them like a hawk. Uh, Eddie Kingston <laughs> versus Daniel Garcia was how fun. many? How many? Uh, uh, Felony promos there are in professional wrestling sometimes. Yeah. Lance Archer just went after like, I'm going to kill you. Oh my gosh, that is such a felony. Dan Housen calls him the murder bird. Murder bird? Yep. Um the uh, Eddie Kingston versus Dan Garcia match was a was I mean it was a brawl. That's what we expect out of uh Eddie Kingston, but uh, it was a fun one. And then Jade Cargill versus Mar- Marina Shafir. Jade Ooh. Cargill got her number 30. I'm kind of digging the whole Jade Cargill maybe having a faction thing here. Yeah, them, them, what, what do they call them? The baddie the section? Or section, yeah. Yep. Uh, Kira Hogan and Red Velvet <laughs> were sitting there. I, I don't know how I like Red Velvet, but again, that could be setting up the Red Velvet win over Jade Cargill. I feel like Red Velvet's the one who should beat Jade Cargill. I don't know. I think I think they're building up to an, another name, uh, but who exactly? I mean, like right now, Chris Statlander is starting her new gimmick, um, and so uh, she's not going to be an alien anymore. 
I think they still call her the alien, but her gimmick is no longer like bright and colorful. Oh. Um, it's uh, a little more Sigourney Weaver. Well, yeah, I mean she she all in black. Um, now let me see if I can find a picture of her new gimmick, her new look, I should say. Um, look, she debuted on AEW Dark this week. Um, Let me find a picture of it, and I'm not finding one right now. All right. Well, there's this picture, which is kind of uh, it. Give me just one second. Share this picture. Probably a good good place to and oh, yeah. look. good look for it. You know what would make that look better? <laughs> Without being a sexist pig? Yes. If she had some raw and order gear on. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's valid. <laughs> but so, you know, no longer having the the bright colored makeup on, no longer having the bright gear, you know, the neon wrapping on her legs and stuff like that. She's definitely doing a darker, um, more vengeful Dark look now. Yeah. So yeah. I wish I could. That That's a promo shot. I wish I could have found a shot from the actual AEW Dark. To really kind of show it off, but yeah. she came out to the ring and beat the fuck out of someone. Delo says one hour fifty-two and fifty or five seconds away from her two-hour mark. Let's wrap this bitch up. You want to wrap this bitch up? We'll wrap this. Yeah, bitch do we, up. I mean, we can do a little after show if you're up for it. No, no, it's fine. I wrap oh. this up. I'm, I'm gonna be done. Yeah, I'm all tired. I'm tired too. I'm tired. What about you, JLB? Well, today was very draining. <laughs> yeah. I... Oh. And my uh, brother wanted to play fucking board games afterwards. I'm like, bro, really? Who does board games after something like that? Like, ugh. Yeah. But it was fun, Sorry, all man. family together. Yeah. But you know, yep, yep, yep. So, do we have a game? No, games are on Tuesdays, right? Games are we on. We can Tuesday, do a little bit of game. No, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Two hours is a good time, so we'll go ahead and close the book <laughs> on the wrestling booking unit. If you joined us for the live show, thank you, uh, thank you to Ambrosia and, and Jocelyn for stopping in at the beginning and saying hi, and, and, and then for JC uh, guy. the big JC guy um, as well. He sounds um, handsome. Yeah. But uh, Ambrosia and Jocelyn, I'm sure, are handsome too. They're 
they look gorgeous by their profile pictures. So handsome. Yeah. We'll tell them they're handsome. That's gorgeous. I said gorgeous. Um, (laughs) But on that note, we're going to close things up. Make sure to follow us on the social medias. You can follow me at raw and order WBU pretty much anywhere uh, except for on Facebook where it's at Pissant Podcast. You can follow DA Fabe at, at DA Vincent K Fabe. There it is. See right there. And you can get merch from us at our merch store, which okay. he'll go over soon. But there's mine back there because I have my pointer out, which is also back scratcher. Which one I'm on our merch store. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can follow JLB at. JLB420 Real Talk Radio is the brand though at Real Talk Radio 8 anchor.fm slash RTR. I also stream a lot too. Video games, play some Mario Kart with friends. That's always a good time. Um, so yeah, follow me. I do a bunch of shit and uh, I'm going to watch Uncharted tonight. So okay. another movie uh, review is coming Can you say out. that again? Uh-huh. What, what, did, what were you playing? Mario Kart. Ma- Mario Kart? I, I I don't know how you Americans say it weirdly. Mario Kart. It's not Mario. 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 You can not find Mario. it right there. Right there. Yeah. Ma- Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Am I saying it wrong? Uh, it, I mean, neither of us are Italian. We don't yeah. know. I've always heard it Mario, <laughs> well, but you know, whatever. Mario. Mario. I guess, like, if you, I just like, I just like to hear you say it over and over again. Yeah, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart. But yeah, it's down there, guys. Links will be down below in the doobly doos. Please, thank you for the newer people who also came in today. That was dope. And uh, yeah, please come back. We're always here to uh, entertain. Yes. Make sure to follow us on all the social medias. Make sure to follow us on Twitch. Um, I've I've said it multiple times. Now that I'm back from this allergy thing, we will start doing Twitch exclusive streams here. And so make sure to follow us on Twitch if you want to get those. Um, But yeah, you can support us on our uh, spread shop, our merch store, where you can get a fake cop's hat or a Sasha Bear shirt or a wrestling autograph shirt like behind me or behind da fabe um uh those are those are great ways to support no back scratcher no back scratchers as of yet i should check should put in a submission say hey can we have back scratchers anyways uh but yeah you can also support us in the freeway which is just liking sharing and subscribing uh share the episode with your friends so that they can watch it the streams are up on replay on youtube twitch and facebook so you can watch it there or the audio version will be up on the podcast wherever you listen to audio podcasts here soon but on that note we will go ahead and close the book on the wrestling booking unit thank you all for listening we will see you soon it looks like it's bending (laughs) you're bending